0: In my man how you doing buddy
1: oh i'm good i'm good thank you for asking what have you been playing lately fantastic question and you know what i i put a lot of thought into this beforehand and i can honestly say absolutely nothing <laughs> nothing at all <laughs> i all right. probably had like the busiest month and a half of my life uh since the last time we talked and uh since tears of the kingdom which i'm sure we'll talk about. I've not played anything, and the last time I picked up Tears of the Kingdom was about a month and a half ago. So, right, that's where I'm at. What are you playing?
0: <laughs> you know what? It's it. I think it's healthy to have a bit of balance sometimes. You know, sometimes one episode will have like a ton of stuff to say, and the next will have nothing. So, <laughs> such I've is got life a lot to say,
1: just not about what I'm playing.
0: It, yeah, and I, I will say up top before I answer your question, I have a feeling that both of us will have. At least one thing to gush about, uh, especially on the heels of uh, the Nintendo Direct that was actually today as we're recording. So
1: yeah, yeah hold on. Round of applause for us for recording the same day of a direct.
0: Unreal! Uh, look at us.
1: <laughs> We've done it. What a golf clap! What a golf clap sound effect that would go in right there. Boom.
0: Oh uh, good. Yeah, no, we we made it happen. And uh best part, especially considering, you know, it's been approximately like a year and a half since we <laughs> since last episode. I don't even remember when we last recorded, to be honest. I I have a feeling it was probably like there was a direct somewhere in the middle there, or maybe a little bit after we had recorded I don't remember. But
1: the only reason I do remember when we last recorded was because Tears of the Kingdom was coming out that night. So correct for me, <laughs> for me that was a big deal, and I was like, I'm not going to remember forget that that moment.
0: I feel like we don't even intentionally plan it that way, but somehow some of our episodes end up getting anchored around some of those major moments. <laughs>
1: It does it does happen a decent amount, you're not That's
0: wrong. Good. Regardless though, I will answer your question. Uh I had to make some notes because, you know, in the intervening months. Um yeah, a lot has happened and I've I've actually uh been playing um a fair amount of things. Well, not a fair amount, a fair amount for me. Um <laughs> So like two? Yeah. Two games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Um Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um it is a regular uh, regular stop off for me. I'm, I am getting close now to completing most of the achievements that are like kind of the inbuilt achievements. They don't really give you anything for collecting all the items, but that is also something I'm trying to do, uh, just to, for my own personal, like completionist thing. Um, I am getting close. There's still a few things that I'm waiting on. Um, That are like either seasonal items or things like that. But yeah, I'll I'll play a little bit of that uh, regularly, Um, even though it's because it's so much based around time specific stuff and seasonal specific stuff. um, Some of the stuff that I'm missing might only come up in winter or might even come up next summer. So that'll be on my list for a while for sure.
1: I'm a. Uh, I'm very impressed. You uh, have stuck with that game as long as you have. I. 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 With Animal Crossing, I've always been. A, I'm going to binge this game for a couple months, and then not touch it again for three years, kind of guy.
0: Right. <laughs> Which is weird. It like I'm thinking about this, especially about kind of my next entry here. Uh, it ends up being like I will kind of hyper fixate sometimes on a game. Um, but other times something like this, like it just, it ends up being, becoming just a regular part of my life that I'll kind of be playing it just a little bit every so often and just kind of checking in on things and whatever. Like it's one of those games that lends itself really well to that. And because it's, I think that the time pressure, while there is like, like I was saying, kind of the, the seasonal or, um, time-based items and stuff like that. Apart from that, it's not really, the pressure isn't really there to always be playing at a specific time or anything. and so I've I've been able to just kind of keep it in the background. It is at while it's like uh, absolutely the game I play the most, I wouldn't say I like super focus on it if I have other things that I'm playing. But I'll get onto number two. Uh, Bowser's Fury, part of the uh, super Mario th- Super Mario 3D world uh, remake or port or whatever you want to call it for Switch. Um, did enjoy the, uh, main game, obviously from, uh, Wii U, but I gotta say as much as it's not a super long, uh, part of the game, Bowser's Fury has been super fun. I did actually, uh, 100% that. So it's like, I think in the end, it only ended up being like, I don't know, maybe six to eight hours in total if you want to get everything
1: that lines up with what i've heard
0: yeah and it's like honestly it is such a good addition to the 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 standard platforming you know go through the worlds and get everything they did really well with it i i am i've been very impressed uh it's it's a very different experience obviously because it's just kind of one big level but yeah there's lots to do it's it's really fun I have not played it myself,
1: but um, I remember when they announced that a few years back and we saw it, I, uh, I gushed over it just because 2D Mario games are not, like, I'm, I'm sort of over them. I don't really get excited about 2D Mario games anymore, which I'm sure is going to come up later. Uh, so when they announced Bowser's Fury, which is a little, a, bit, a little bit more akin to Odyssey as like an expansion to the game, as a secondary thing you can play, I thought that was really neat. And I'd like to see them kind of throw in stuff like that going forward. I, I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, so um, I actually have a third one in my uh, list of games here. Um, Wow. We have talked, well, I've certainly uh, had my fair share of mentions of this uh, in previous episodes, how excited I was about uh, seeing the Metroid Prime Trilogy brought to Switch at some point. Now, obviously, that, as of now, has still not happened, Um, but I think I probably mentioned previously that I had actually picked up Metroid Prime Remastered, um, but just hadn't hadn't brought it into my rotation, hadn't played it. I am proud to say I freaking love that game. Oh my word! I played that, like, this is one of those that I... When I started it, I did not put it down until I was done. Like... (laughs)
1: It was. I knew you were going to like. It. You had oh. said in one of these episodes that you were not convinced you were going to buy it. You were like, "Eh, I don't know if I will." And I was like, "That's so stupid." <laughs> you love the other Metroid. <laughs> well, it was a two or three. Three. And fir- yeah. The first one is regarded by everybody, and I do mean everybody as the best one. And you know, so what? the idea you wouldn't play it
0: was upsetting. Oh, and I think in the end, I must have just had a. Uh, a weird experience with it the first time, because I'm pretty sure I remember years and years ago, I did pop it in at a friend's place um, just when I was playing by myself, and I don't think I got it at first. So that like, that was just stuck in my memory of like, oh yeah, Metroid Prime, that's a weird game. But now that I have the experience of playing the third one and loved the third one, uh, coming into this one, I am like i'm so i'm so happy that i loved it i'm i feel like i'm a legit metroid fan now <laughs> or at least metroid prime like every everything that people love about it is right and it it scratched the exact same itch that always brought me back to metroid prime 3 it, like and it looks gorgeous to boot like it is it is a uh, a triumph of visual fidelity and also, just as a game, the the world, the music, the sound, like the whole package. I love it. I I consumed this game for like two weeks. It took me. I, I wrote this down. I beat the game in just under eighteen hours, and then I went back, new game plus, and a hundred percented it in another like ten or eleven. Uh, wow! <laughs> all in like two weeks span like oh i love this game <laughs>
1: you know what i've never i don't think i've ever heard you get so excited about a, a, a game like a modern game you're playing so congratulations <laughs> i mean to be fair I it's, it's not
0: a modern game it, it we're talking a no. remake here but at the same time like it it has it has all the sensibilities like this this is probably part of the part of my bad experience is like i've said previously the gamecube controller i just i don't really get it the 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 modern dual stick thing on the pro controller then i was like oh yeah now i can play this game this is what i'm used to you know you've got your left left for moving and your right for camera movement i guess i just never really the the c stick always was maybe a hindrance for me i don't i don't remember exactly what my first experience was but all that being said yeah like i am i'm 100% on board And now I can't wait for them to bring the second one, uh, which I've never played at all. So, uh, as much as I was excited before to have the the Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch, now I'm like, okay, let's go Nintendo. When is this happening? Like, I need this. Now that you.
1: (laughs) I mean, now that you're a, a solidified Metroid Prime fan, you should really give Metroid Dread a shot.
0: And I will be honest, that has crossed my mind. I, I, when I was looking back after having like completely, uh, just beaten and hundred percent at everything in Metroid prime, I've had friends who've told me, uh, how amazing Metroid Dread is. And as much as it's the 2d thing, I have played some other 2d Metroid games before. Also, those are, you know, if you think about, um, super Metroid, um, I think even the original is pretty well loved, um, on the NES. Yeah, like I, I would be curious to be honest to check it out. I even this is the level that I went to with this. I literally watched a whole bunch of videos to like catch me up on the lore because I'm like, okay, oh, nice. where, where does this now fall in the timeline? Like, I want to know. That's how you know you're a fan. <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't look up the lore of a game series unless you really care. Yeah, so that, and that, and that, that to, to know that right like there.
0: Metroid Dread is like right at the end of the timeline and. You, you know you have the, the you actually finally see the Chozo in that game like I can't even describe it on this podcast but I freaking love Metroid Prime Man and I am so thrilled that I was wrong before that I just didn't I had like a general distaste for Metroid Prime other than the third one I could have told you you were wrong
1: <laughs> the whole world could have told you you, you were, were very, wrong. you
0: were very nice in not <laughs> in not doing that as much as you could have
1: I'm glad you had a great experience with it. I mean, that that remaster deserves to sell just gangbusters because it yes, they clearly put effort behind it and, and the soundtrack,
0: like this is this is one of those things too. i I remember loving the soundtrack on the third one, and i uh, I had listened to it like extensively, even outside of playing the game. I've done the same thing now with the first one. and they didn't even change anything. Like the soundtrack is still the original from Gamecube. On this on this remaster, and I freaking love it! Oh, <laughs> this is my game, man. Is it like, <laughs> is it straight
1: up the same soundtrack? Like they didn't um, redo anything. Like it's not like no. an updated version. It's it's the same. No, from off of what I've the read,
0: team? they might have like, they may have updated. Uh, like in terms of the remaster, they may have like, um, the the files might be like a, a better like resolution like the it might be a higher r- higher like frame rate or whatever you want to call it than the than the original but everything that i've read online it's it's otherwise unchanged like it's it's basically the same soundtrack they didn't they okay, didn't re-record so same, same
1: composition same composition better bitrate yeah
0: exactly like yeah it 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 just it sounds a little bit clearer but apart from that it's it's virtually identical To the original, okay, and for a reason. Interesting. Like, this is this is the crazy thing to me. I don't exactly know. It was early two thousands when the when it first came out on GameCube. I don't know exactly the year, but like that, the soundtrack honestly is timeless to me. Like, it it doesn't it does not sound dated. It sounds like it makes sense with the game, which is so it's so strange to think about that because like the visuals on this game, you look back. If you do like a, a screen, like side-by-side comparison with the original on GameCube, this one like visually is absolutely superior. So it's like, it's a better yes. looking game, but the sound is the same and it
1: still holds up. That is a testament to how good the original soundtrack was. But I don't know if I see that as a positive thing or a negative thing in in the sense of wh- when we get remakes, I usually like it when they redo the soundtrack. The Spyro Reignited Trilogy, the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, um some other games that are coming up, they're all redoing the soundtrack. Right. And a lot of those games, Spyro included, I don't remember if Crash did, they give you an option to toggle between the old one and the new one. Right. And (laughs) I think that's just an essential, that's an essential feature for remakes. That, yeah. appreciate where it came from while also enjoying the new stuff. And
0: I will agree, I, I don't know, because I haven't really played a game that has that option, but I know that there are plenty out there that, you know, you can just toggle between those. Um... Especially visually, like I've you know, playing the what was it, the master Chief collection, where like on some of the first couple halos, you can like turn the original graphics on or off. And there it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> the new stuff looks better in many ways, not not every way, but it's like <laughs> you can see the how it, you know, changes and whatever. I feel like in terms of soundtracks, though, i I am usually like quite partial. To the originals, like if I'm thinking about Crash Bandicoot, for example, I have not really played played the remasters. I do have it. Just haven't gotten around to playing. I don't know. There's something about the original soundtrack. Cause I've heard I've heard the new some of the newer versions of like some of the main tracks on the Crash Bandicoot soundtrack. And they just it's not the same. I don't know. There's that just that level of nostalgia, I guess, that prevents me from loving it as fully as I did the original. But that's fine. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs>
1: you just mentioned switching from uh, not just the audio soundtrack from old to new or new to old, but with the visuals too. Yes. I may have not been playing any games recently, but I have been buying a bunch. Like a like capitalist scum, <laughs> and I uh, I pre-ordered from Limited Run Games. They're doing a Gargle, a Gargoyles remaster from the Super Nintendo. Ooh. And I don't think I ever they played that they, one. they do exactly. I, I played it a little bit. Uh, I really just liked how the game looked, so I sort of impulse bought it. Yeah. And uh, they did exactly what you just said. You can, like, I think it's just a button on the controller you toggle, and it'll just jump from the new graphics to the old graphics, <laughs> and I love it when they do that. That's so fun. Well,
0: because then it's, like, it's as though you're emulating the original, and you're, you know, you're on your modern controller, but especially if you are, like, particularly fond of how the old look, like, the old looked. Old old look. <laughs> You know what I mean?
1: The old looked. <laughs> like the
0: graphics from the old one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that feature.
1: That's super fun. Yeah. Especially it's because it's so instant. It's just satisfying to jump back and forth. Yeah. I had, uh, from the same company, I also ordered that game. It's getting a physical release through them on Switch. Uh, Myth Force? Have you heard about that? Don't think so. You got to look it up after this. It's so cool. It's like a 80s cartoon if it was a video game. And it has like an 80s cartoon theme song. It's a roguelike. You play with like three buddies, and it's uh you go through dungeons in the style of like He-Man. Oh, wait, and, did uh, they
0: cause I was actually uh <laughs> in prep for this podcast, I was reviewing the previous uh direct from back in June. Was that one they had yes. announced there? It was. I I think, yeah, game. okay. I didn't I the name didn't click, but I yeah, I do remember that concept. It was very much like Saturday morning cartoons uh, from a childhood before us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And it's awesome. Yeah. I haven't played it and I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but just on concept alone, I was like, that's worth buying the physical. Yeah, for. you kinda I mean, cool. you kinda wanna try it, right? Like it might suck, but it's <laughs> certainly it might, worth a shot. But it's got a in the theme song. So for that alone. Oh of course.
0: I mean. It's the it's the it's the main theme title music, like, you know, jingles that those shows always had back in the day. <laughs> Somehow out of fashion now.
1: Whoever was in charge of that game, they I think they put some love into it, so I definitely want to support that for sure. Awesome,
0: yeah. So that's the games we're playing. Do we want to... Well, uh... the games you're
1: playing, the games yeah. I'm buying.
0: <laughs> right. the, the games I'm playing and the games that you're not playing.
1: <laughs> Speaking of games I'm not playing, I did also buy Baldur's Gate 3 and uh, I'm probably going to buy Starfield.
0: Will I ever play them? <laughs> Who knows, but I'm hey, buying them. Hey, you're on the zeitgeist though. Like you you're following the trends here. Like these those are uh if if memory serves, those are like the two like main big games that have come out in the past month that like as far as I can see everyone is playing.
1: <laughs> it's true. And one day I'll get there. I remember at the start of the year, and I think I said this in the podcast episode we recorded in January, I wanted to play and finish a game every month. Right. I have not done that. (laughs) I lied through my teeth. That did not happen once. Narrator,
0: that was not realistic.
1: (laughs) The only game I did that with was Tears of the Kingdom. And that was it. Yeah. And I'm a little depressed by it. Although I will say there is one game coming out in November that I will without question play this year and beat. What might that be? It was announced in the last Direct that we had before the one that happened today. Okay. Uh, and that would be Super Mario RPG, uh, the remaster.
0: Yes. I I didn't Very know exciting. for sure if that was one that you were partial to or had played.
1: Um, less so than some of the other Mario RPGs, but I, I do recognize that that is where they all stem from. Right. Every Mario RPG that's existed has like taken notes from that one. Yep. Yep. And when I I went back and played that one for the first time a few years back now, and I did have a good time. I think I would have really loved it had I grown up with it, but even playing it as an adult, I was like, yeah, that was a, that was a good experience.
0: And the new one, I will say, I do not intend to play this game, but it looks freaking adorable.
1: (laughs) They translated those graphics really well. I love how it looks. The small Mario, like the
0: short little chibi characters, like, yeah, it
1: looks so good. I also love that the game is doing the same thing that we were just talking about. And you can jump
0: between the old soundtrack and the new soundtrack, which is great. That's right. Because I just I just I saw I that love today. That Again. Same. S- such a good choice on their part. That's like It's like a game preservation thing, but it's also just like, you know, that, that ability to play it like you remember. Uh, <laughs> big on the nostalgia here.
1: <laughs> it, it's just like the... The Spyro trilogy, because I love that original soundtrack, but it was also really neat hearing a super orchestral version of it in the new game. Right. But then to to kind of jump back and hear that sort of MIDI PS1 sound, there's like a lot of nostalgia there. So I, I yeah. kind of really like both for different reasons, and I'll feel the same way about this game.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that's that's so fantastic. Do we uh, do we I'm jump into direct stuff now from today? <laughs> I, I've got some notes. <laughs> I mean, before today... There were a few other things in that last direct that we
1: should probably touch on. There was a pretty big one that I think oh, is worth yeah, mentioning. Oh yeah, just
0: a, you know, just a little not a new 2D Mario that looks freaking amazing.
1: <laughs> it does look really good. Super Mario Bros Wonder.
0: I I will be getting that uh day one, um pumped, uh, extremely pumped. I love the visual style. Uh I love how weird they're going with it. Uh I love the the cast of characters you can play as like I don't know. It just looks like something fresh that I'm like, I'm here for it.
1: <laughs> it's what 2D Mario needed. I, I think when new Super Mario Bros. on the Wii came out, that was really cool because 2D Mario hadn't existed since Mario World. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, like we, we were overdue. So that was a really exciting experience. But I think every single game after that just felt like a copy and pasted formula.
0: Well, you yeah, know? it wasn't like it's got to be like a decade or more that they kind of uh, followed in those footsteps, which, like, to be fair, the games are fun, but they don't look interesting after the first one. <laughs> it's Like, <laughs> like if, you're, if you're a fan of vanilla 2D Mario, yeah,
1: you'll have a good time. But the problem is, especially for me, I'm not a big fan of vanilla 2D Mario. Mm-hmm. I, it, what I do like is that I, I love Mario 1, and I love Mario 3, and I love Mario World. And the thing that really makes those games special is they're all quite different from each other, graphically and uh, mechanically. Absolutely. The, uh, they changed up enough. Yes. Between all the new Super Mario Bros games, they're all the same game with a couple new power-ups. Yeah, the power-ups are really
0: right. the only thing that change basically. <laughs>
1: exactly. So that's why those felt stale to me. This yeah. is the first time where like graphically it's new, visually it's new, they're going with new ideas, there's like a badge system. Yes. So that is exactly what 2D Mario
0: needed and I'm very happy to see that breath of fresh it's air. big big shake up. They are they are taking some risks. They're going weird. You can be an elephant. You can be like 17 <laughs> feet tall. Like,
1: <laughs> it's great. It's so weird. It's, it's yeah, Mario if he was actually doing shrooms. You know what I mean? <laughs> Overdue. That's, that's the vibe the game is.
0: Yeah. Uh, when was it? 1985 that we're like... <laughs> it turns ju- out 45 been years of...
1: Yeah, but 45 years of doing mushrooms, it's finally catching up to him.
0: <laughs> In his old age, just, <laughs> he can't take it anymore. <laughs> You're starting to
1: hallucinate. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Is there anything else from the from the previous direct? I, I didn't actually have apart from that. I didn't uh note anything in there. I didn't make a ton of notes about it. I know that
1: was a pretty good direct. Like I remember I felt good about it after, mostly because of Mario RPG.
0: Yeah, you remember the thing that they end it with and that was a good one. <laughs> I love it when
1: they end with Mario RPGs. Wink. (laughs) Uh, Big fan of when they do that. Big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Big fan. They also did announce Luigi's Mansion 2, the remaster, in that direct. Right. Bringing the 3DS to modern console. That one kind of frustrates me a little bit. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 was a great game. Good return to formula with the first one. And now they're remastering the second game, which gets a lot of criticism because it's sort of linear and it's, it's more mission structured than the first and the third game. Okay. Yeah. It's... It's like it's linear and everything's based on like you do a mission and then the whole thing kind of resets, huh? Uh, which is fine. It's fine. It's cool that we have that. But now it, what frustrates me is we have Luigi's Mansion two and three on Switch, but you can't play one.
0: <laughs> right. That's annoying. Yeah, I hate that. That, that was that uh, that was another GameCube one, right? The first one. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, the, that series I never got into, so I don't have anything to add. But they're cute. They're all right. Um. I don't have much. Either. I'm not. I'm not a diehard fan, but you know, they have their their following. I will say it. It is a little bit refreshing to see the amount of portable coverage that they're bringing. They're not just like bringing console exclusive stuff. Like I think specifically of my fond memories of playing Super Mario 64 DS. I would love to see a a, a remake or even just a port of that one day um, on console. Like to to especially for people that never had these portable consoles um, to bring some of the cuz there's like between DS and 3DS they have a vast library to work with there of games that people love that I'm sure I've never played or lots of people lots of people have probably never heard of these games so yeah to see, to see them bringing more of that stuff um, to the modern day is amazing like let's let's continue to make especially because the eShop closed uh, as of late, I don't remember when that was, but like, yeah, to just have it available for people. Yeah, I agree. I think the Switch has always been pretty good
1: at balancing. I was very curious when the Switch launched how they were going to go about merging their handheld market with their home console market, since home console games tend to be a lot more ambitious than handheld games, but handheld games still have their place, you know? They're <laughs> right. Not yeah. They're completely irrelevant and eclipsed. And overall, I think they've done a good job. We've gotten a good balance of those big, big console experiences versus the the more smaller handheld ex- experiences. Like since day one, getting Breath of the Wild and then Super Bomberman R. Um, right. We've gotten a lot of the RPGs that were on the DS over the years. The 3DS. Uh, we've gotten Pokemon games that feel more like uh, you know console games, and we've also gotten Pokemon remakes that feel more like traditional handheld Pokemon games. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of 2D side-scrollers, Kirby games. Uh, overall, I think it, they've struck a good balance, and um, they've, they're clearly continuing with that. For sure. All right, that's everything from the last Direct. Is there anything from this Direct you felt was noteworthy?
0: Well, um, Perhaps. <laughs> I know you've got some answers. Uh, yeah, let's, let's cover some of the stuff that I wrote down. Um, so just kind of in order uh, of when they appeared in the Direct... Interesting to see uh, a Game Boy Advance remake with Mario versus Donkey Kong. Um, I don't know that I'm actually going to pick this game up, but it does look very appealing. I think the part of the frustration that I have, and this is kind of on me for, you know, just following rumors, (laughs) but hearing that there was going to be something Donkey Kong related in this Direct and then having it confirmed and it being this. It's kind of a little bit of a letdown. I think this, not to say that this game won't be fun because it definitely will. Um, I just don't know that with the kind of particular genres of interest that I've been following with on the Switch, I can't say that this will be one that I'll actually want to pick up. Um, But it looks good. Yeah, so me, uh, me and my
1: buddy Shane watched that direct together And we both, anytime we watch a direct, we like to make one kind of outlandish prediction (laughs) uh, of what could happen. And I forget what his was. Uh, I'm not going to remember. But mine was that we get a 3D Donkey Kong game, which I'm pretty sure is what I said in the last direct. Right. And somehow, and that wasn't influenced by anything for the record. Yeah. Um, I only heard about after the direct, the rumors that were circulating beforehand. Right. (laughs) Somehow despite me being in all the circles I'm in and following the people I'm following, I did not see a single prediction or a single leak or a single uh, rumor about this Direct. So right. everything was a shock to me, which I'm very grateful for.
0: Yeah, And you know what? Yeah, like there's... That's underrated. I feel like, you know, I <laughs> that was not my experience. Although, I, to be fair, I don't think I also... Apart from like hearing that there was going to be something Donkey Kong related here, I'd, I think that was really the only main thing that I really saw online ahead of this direct. So yeah, I I was also like not really aware of what was going to show up either. Uh, next, there was a, uh, we saw a little bit more of the Princess Peach game, Princess Peach um, Showtime. Another one of those ones that I'm not sure I'll end up actually playing in the end, but it's one of the, another one of those where I'm like, I'm very impressed by like, how much Nintendo was leaning into the weirdness. I mean, it's nice to see um, Princess Peach get her own game. Not a common thing in uh, first-party games from Nintendo. Uh, But, yeah, super cool. The only other one that I wrote down, uh, and then I'll (laughs) I'll turn it over to you, kind of surprised that there's going to be a remaster of the first three Tomb Raider games, which I believe is exclusive to Switch. Yeah, so... Quickly regarding the, the Peach thing, I kind of feel the same way about that game as I
1: do as the Donkey Kong and Mar- versus Mario thing. Right. I uh, I think it's cool that they're doing it because, you know, those are two franchises people don't really think about very often, and it's nice to see them getting a new entry on a modern console. I think that's cool. That Peach game, I'm probably not going to play it either, but uh, I do think it looks better than the first one that was on DS. Um, right. Super Princess Peach, or whatever that game is called. Yeah. So I, I like that she's getting her own game. I think she deserves it. It's been forty-five years. <laughs> yeah, it looks cute. I think it looks it looks kind of fun. Yeah, the theming is interesting. That Tomb Raider trilogy also caught me by surprise. <laughs> um, interesting. I think it's cool. I love the first three Tomb Raiders. I think graphically they don't look that great, even in the remaster.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They're if, they're, if they're it's fine. Like you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: When they, like, pan from the old look to the new look, I'm like, this isn't that much better. No. <laughs> like, it's not. And what I'm really concerned about, because I'm not a big graphics guy, I do hope that they control better. Because those first three games are very stiff.
0: Right. Weren't they? See, and this is where I, uh, unfortunately, I never actually played any of those games. Like, not even a single one. Um, did they? I feel like they used tank controls, though. Didn't they? They do. They do, Which that's, and that's why they're hard to play. Yeah, now. that's definitely going to be a factor. If they just—if they let you free roam with your with your joystick, that that is a much more common element of most 3D platforms that I'm aware of. So, um, yeah, I'm curious if they're if they're going to head that route. Then, I think that's a cool novelty, and I'll, knowing
1: me and knowing that I like to own physical games, I might end up picking that one up just because it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you I'll probably end up buying Mario vs. Donkey Kong because I f- have this pathological need to buy every Mario game that comes out <laughs> uh, whether I plan to play it
0: or not. Fair. It's a sickness. It doesn't look like that bad of a title to be honest. It just like I think personally it's just like didn't have enough of a I guess a wow factor or whatever to to really grab me.
1: Uh, there was also that Contra game they announced. Uh, I think that was a remake of the Super Nintendo game.
0: Yeah, that's I right. Think. I didn't. I don't think I paid super much attention to that one. Contra is one of the greatest games in that genre to exist, and I, uh, I don't know. Watching that
1: trailer, I'm usually fairly impressed by remakes and, and how they look visually. I didn't love that one. I think the original Contra looks way better. Huh. Um, I kind of feel the same way about that Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake that came out a few years back where it was like this kind of looks worse than the original game. I just don't I don't I don't like the style they went for. And I sort of feel the same way here.
0: All right, not every not every game that they remakes seems to get the same treatment as uh or the the kind of love that something like uh, Metroid Prime Remastered got. Yeah. Uh
1: I would be remiss if we didn't bring up Trombone Champ. <laughs> what a banger of a game that is. That to me is like Nintendo was like, okay, how do we make a Guitar Hero game without having to license anything and pay people? <laughs> got it, I got it. Fake trombone, all royalty-free classical music.
0: Boom. And I think and that's what they did. I'm. If memory serves, I think that game actually came out on uh, on Steam first. Like it, I think it's been out for a bit. But honestly, it, it seems like such a good addition to Switch. It's goofy. Yeah. It, it reminds
1: me of something that was on the Wii. There was a game on the Wii called like Wii Instruments or something. Wii Band. Wii.
0: Oh, Wii something. Music.
1: And yeah, Wii Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was a trombone game in that that looked very similar <laughs> to Trombone Champ. It's
0: it's so funny to listen to. That's like the that's the thing that like I I didn't write it down in my notes, but to be honest, like any that game comes up and I hear. Just even a clip of it, it's like it's so ridiculous. I love it.
1: <laughs> it's so goofy. It sounds like trash. Like, no- nobody wants to hear the trombone and only the trombone. Like it's not an appealing sound,
0: especially when it's on a song that was not written for trombone.
1: <laughs> like- exactly. It's like it's like when your kid comes home and tries to play Enter Sandman by Metallica on the recorder. It's like this does not. Nobody asked for this. <laughs>
0: No, that'll be that'll be a wonderful party game. Especially like it's noticing that you can play with up to 4 people. Like what a hilarious time. I feel like if that came up in a party I was at, we would die laughing.
1: <laughs> It'd be pretty damn funny, that's for sure. Um we have to talk about F099 because that is such a good idea in my mind.
0: Okay. Um
1: first of all, F-Zero fans have been wanting an F-Zero game since the one on GameCube because we haven't got one since.
0: Right, that's, a, that's been a franchise that has really been left in the dark when almost everything else has gotten something.
1: It's true. And Nintendo has made statements about F-Zero. And they, they've said that they just don't have any ideas for F-Zero. Right. And then the fans clamor back with, well, we don't need a, a new weird Nintendo thing. Just make a good racing game. Yeah. That's all it
0: has just to be. Just make a racing game. You've done it with Met, uh, with Mario Kart. Like, come on. Let's go. Yeah. Like, it doesn't need some funky
1: new gimmick. Just make a good high-speed racer. Yeah. So I think F-Zero 99 is a pivotal game. Um which we'll get to in, the, in a second. The, the bigger thing here to me is I think the whole 99 concept they've been doing with Tetris 99, uh, Super Mario Bros. 99, and now uh, and now F-Zero 99. What a fun way to kind of bring life into the uh, the old NES Super Nintendo games. I think that's awesome. Agreed. They should do that with all of them. Give me a Dr. Mario 99. <laughs> Give me a, a Balloon Fight 99. I want 99 ice climbers trying to climb up that damn mountain. Right? That's what I want. <laughs> metroid 99 it could be done <laughs> metroid 99 sure why not see it <laughs> that just breathes a whole new life into those old games yeah and i think that's such a cool idea that only really works with nintendo stuff
0: and it's a great like just multiplayer aspect like just that that healthy competition and yeah like you're like you're saying it's it's a f- fresh coat of paint and and new mechanics Around something that a lot of people who played those old games are gonna love. Exactly. Uh just because they're old doesn't mean they're not fun anymore. And if no. you can get ninety-eight other people
1: with you playing it, I mean there's fun to be had there. I uh I've looked through my like my playtime history before, and one of my most played games on my Switch, and this is almost sad to say, is Tetris ninety nine. I've put in like there's an addicting quality to that battle royale format. Right. And <laughs> Like it just makes you want to play again and then again and then again and then again and then it's been eight hours and then you realize you just spent your whole Saturday playing Tetris and you feel like a loser. <laughs> it's it's cool. But F-Zero getting that is kind of a pivotal thing because they haven't acknowledged an F-Zero game in a long time other than the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. They ported the N64 one. Right. Uh, So this is cool and it's kind of like I'm almost guessing this is Nintendo gauging interest in F-Zero. Like... Could be. They, I'm sure they've seen the, the cult following it has, and they want to know how big that following is. So I'm sure this game is sort of like, how many people are going to play an F-Zero game? Yeah. And if it does well, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a whole new title. Yeah. So that's cool. I think that's rat. Absolutely. I'm not a big F-Zero guy, but for the people who are, uh, I'm happy that They might have a chance. Because
0: I got a chance. (laughs) You've been holding it in, man.
1: (laughs) I really have. There is no greater announcement that could possibly be made by Nintendo. I I sh** you not. Not an Ocarina of Time remake. Not any other Pokemon game. No game from my childhood could have mattered more than a remake of Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. (laughs) And it was the ending announcement. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I when the second that that trailer dropped and I heard the music and the book opening, I knew it instantly. I, I physically picked up my chair and threw it across the room. <laughs> I almost broke a computer monitor, and I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> See, I'm pretty excited. Stage, so.
0: It's happening. <laughs>
1: We're getting a Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door remake, and they, anybody who doesn't know, the Paper Mario fan base has been so split and so alienated for so long, because ever since this game, every subsequent game after it drastically changed the formula of the game. They took out a lot of the character, a lot of the personality, shoved in a a bunch of generic Mario enemies, generic Mario storylines, if any storylines, and that's the problem. Right. Right. Uh, made everything way too focused on paper. The way I always describe Paper Mario is the first two games were great RPGs with a fun uh, paper gimmick. Um, Every Paper Mario game after that, excluding the one on Wii, that one's a little bit in its own lane, but all the the games we've gotten in recent years are more paper games with slight RPG elements. Mm. And uh, that's just the flip of what you know, that the original fans have wanted. So they haven't acknowledged uh, old paper Mario in a long time. And it's been like, it's under suspicion that like Nintendo won't let the paper Mario team intelligence systems make fun characters and fun plot lines and fun ideas uh, because it needs to stick within like the strict Mario world that
0: everybody's (laughs) familiar with. Even though like it so clearly doesn't like it, they're, they're, it's, it's begging to like go in weird directions that's what made
1: those first two games so memorable um, like we were introduced to you know races in the Mario world that we never really knew existed really fun locales and, and takes on the classic Mario worlds uh, really fun wacky uh, scenarios for each level like it's just stuff you wouldn't see in any other Mario game Yeah, uh, and that's what made those games so magical so to see them acknowledge it and and not only just port the game but do a beautiful looking remaster of it, I'm on cloud nine, dude. <laughs> I am so excited. I, I I will buy two copies of that game just because I can.
0: <laughs> Proudly up on the shelf.
1: <laughs> and this is why I was happy that I didn't see any any a single rumor about this direct because I found out afterwards that a Paper Mario remake was actually being talked about. Um, in the Wider zeitgeist of the internet, and uh, had I saw that, it would have I don't know, I would have had an expectation, or I would have like wanted it more than I would have if I didn't think about it, yeah. Because in my mind, I was never getting this, like, I was going to die before Nintendo did this. <laughs> so, it's happened, <laughs> it's
0: happened. Um, I
1: this is going to carry me to the rest of the year. I cannot have a bad day now. <laughs> Anytime something negative happens in my life, I'm just going to think about this, and I am I am good. You just add your Christmas. really got me, I felt like the nail in the coffin for me never getting this, was that Super Mario RPG remake. Which, by the way, let's just mention, back-to-back Nintendo Direct's ending in Mario RPG remakes. How weird is that? <laughs> right! Yeah, I hadn't realized. That does that. not happen. Fascinating. Yeah. Especially, not only just because they're RPGs, but because these are games that, like the fans have wanted remakes of for so long and Nintendo just don't acknowledge. So it's just weird. Yeah.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, this was, A Thousand Year Door was the first kind of Paper Mario game, officially?
1: No, the first Paper Mario game was on the Nintendo 64, straight up labeled Paper Mario. Um That was oh. the first one I ever played. That was a, That was a childhood staple of mine, which is why I'm like, I have some theories about why they're doing the second one and not the first one. The most obvious being the first Paper Mario game has been ported to every Nintendo console since the game, except the GameCube, I should say. Right. Um, it, it's been on the Wii Virtual Console, it was on the Wii U Virtual Console, and it is on Nintendo Switch Online. Okay. Um, But the Thousand Year Door has not been touched since the GameCube. So that's one reason why I think that they're remastering this one and not the first one. And I think, it, I almost wonder, a few years back, a YouTuber I watched uh, I still watch named Arlo. Got he made a video called Let's Get the Thousand Year Door Remastered. <laughs> and he like he rallied all the Paper Mario fans to get on Twitter and tweet at Nintendo their love for the game with a hashtag. And it did get trending on Twitter. And I feel like just enough time has passed with this announcement and when that happened that like I wonder if. That influenced Nintendo to do it. I really <laughs> do. There's no way for me to prove it, but like, come on.
0: Yeah, you mentioned Arlo. I actually uh, ended up watching. He had a brief uh, clip from a reaction video of of the direct today, and oh, yeah, I saw that. he was like disassociating. <laughs> during I, this announcement. Yeah, I just, I, He's like, I don't understand. <laughs> this exactly is not real life.
1: My jaw literally dropped. And, like, I could not pick it back up. I, I, there are a few times in a person's life where you are truly dismayed. This was one of them. I, I, I had no idea what to make of that situation. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait. I really can't. I am I'm so excited. And in a way, I'm almost sad about it. Because this was the one thing... I mean, there's a few other things, to be fair. But this was probably the biggest thing that Nintendo can... Has always been able to dangle in front of me as the dream that I want that might never happen, <laughs> right. that probably won't ever happen. And now that it's happening, I don't know. I don't have that thing dangling in front of me anymore. So whenever they announce a direct, like, this won't be in the back of my mind, like, as a prayer anymore. Right. It's just, <laughs> we have it.
0: Uh, and you know what? So it's I, weird. I saw someone uh, today theorizing that this may have been the last official direct to exclusively focus on switch if theoretically they are announcing the next console uh next year or something i don't know they they uh yeah there was a huge rumor that at gamescon recently
1: they were showing off the nintendo switch uh, successor um kind of behind the scenes yeah so yeah there's a huge rumor we're getting Switch Two next year
0: could happen I'm really hoping a 3D Mario title is a launch title. <laughs> I think it will be. With the amount of time that it's been since Odyssey, I, I'm almost confident they're going to launch
1: with a 3D Mario title. If not that, it'll be Metroid Prime 4. Like, it's it's one of the two.
0: If, if not Metroid Prime 4, they better freaking release the other two. Like, especially if development is taking a really long time. Like, I... I am so hoping now that I feel like I'm a legit Metroid Prime fan. <laughs> That'll be bad. I feel like it's if it's just taking a long time to develop this brand new thing, to tide us over like they did where they just shadow dropped the first one. They're just like, oh yeah, here you go. We made this. It's like, are you kidding me? The one that people love the most? Have it. <laughs> no fanfare. Yeah. Just Yeah, it's on the eShop now, actually. <laughs>
1: That was a really weird announcement. You're right. Just shadow dropping it the day. They don't drop remasters like that. No. Ever. Like maybe smaller titles and, and like demos and stuff. Never a full triple uh, A remaster ever. Yeah. That was so weird.
0: I have a feeling that uh, the way it happened with the, the past direct was likely the reason they did that was because they needed to, whatever ended the direct. Oh no, sorry, I'm wrong. It wasn't the direct in June when they announced it. It was back in uh winter this year, early this year, right? When they announced the the remaster? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, they I had so. uh they probably had another title, another bigger thing to to end off, to cap off the direct that they couldn't just put it at the end, so they had to Right, find but a it place wasn't it.
1: even it wasn't even like a uh Nintendo there was format their directs you get uh the headlines that come in in the sections, yeah, and then at the end of that section, it'll fade to black and then do a big announcement, and then uh, uh, the guy whose name is slipping my mind, um, <laughs> he comes in, right? And then he he makes a he says a little message about that sort of bigger title, right? And that's what I would expect Metroid to be. It wouldn't have to be at the very end. That, it was just a headline, kind wasn't of have it? Have its own highlight. <laughs> it wasn't even a headline. It was yeah. It was just it was just one of the random headlines in the. Yeah. And like the sizzle reel. Like, it was so
0: weird. (laughs) That's where I'm like, I don't want to build my expectations around how they did it once in a direct. But I'm like, okay, where's Echoes? Like, I've never played this game. I need to have a remaster of it. And also, I wouldn't mind if they, you know, throw in the third one. Just bundle it as a trilogy. I don't care. I'll buy it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you definitely think they will at some point. (laughs) If they went out of the way to do the first one, like, why not the second and the third? Right. Same with the Paper Mario thing. Like if you remastered the second game in the franchise when the first one doesn't have a remaster, I have to imagine that the plan is that in maybe not right away, but at some point that you will do the first one too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? And I mean, I mean we're I, not I, of course with with all this discussion about the next console, whatever it might be, I I have a feeling that one of the launch titles might be Metroid Prime 4 if they if they're really trying to like Uh, like plan it around when it makes the most sense when it's going to make the most splash I guess because they know people are hyped for it like (laughs) they're not naive Uh, I think yeah like it, it would make the most sense if it if I mean at this point like to have a major launch like that after how long it's been since they announced it it doesn't really make a lot of sense for them to release it on the on this console the Switch which is you know how many years has it been? Uh released in 2017. Uh, yes.
1: So it'll be seven next year. Yeah.
0: So I mean, and they already kind of said at one point, you know, we're about like halfway through the life cycle, whatever. Uh we know we're headed in that direction. There's rumor that it may be backwards compatible, or at the very least, it'll still use uh cartridges for uh gameplay, which I mean I don't see a reason to change that, to be honest. (laughs) I'm I'm a fan of it now. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident it'll be backwards
1: compatible. Yeah. I know, like, there's an argument against why it wouldn't, and I do understand that argument, but with the way Nintendo's always been historically, uh, I really do think it will be. Yeah. I don't know how they could justify changing the format uh, enough that it it isn't backwards compatible anymore, you know? Yeah. It just, it makes sense. The DS was... the 3DS was backwards compatible with the DS, the Wii U, with the Wii. Uh, so, I don't know. I just it feels like that's what they would do. Yeah. Plus, not to mention, so this Metroid Prime 4 thing, I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either we're, it's going to launch with Metroid Prime 4 as the headlining title, and then we get the new 3D Mario game for holidays that year, mm-hmm. or vice versa. The Mario game at launch, Metroid Prime for the holiday title. It's going to be one of those two
0: things. Either way, love I to I see guarantee. it. <laughs> I'll take either one. It'll be a great year, that's for sure. Yeah, we'll have to see. We really, don't know. This is something I was reflecting on today with this with this direct, and I don't want to yuck your yum. I do feel like this direct for me personally was like six out of ten. Like it had some stuff that was interesting, but I never played any of them on any of the Paper Mario games, and uh, yeah, like overall, just generally the rest of the titles, I don't know, not for me. So I mean. Thinking about that and, like, looking back on how it usually goes, it's unfortunate that this is sort of the schedule that they end up taking. I I do feel like, I mean, we may have talked about this before, it feels like sometimes Nintendo will, like, kind of sit on stuff. Like, even if it's ready, they won't announce it until they can, like, package it together with a bunch of other stuff or for whatever other business reasons they have, they don't want to, like announce things just willy-nilly, although they do a little bit of that too. <laughs> like they'll I was going to say, you
1: say that, but but they will randomly every now and again drop a big game on Twitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no direct. People just have to find out. People who are not on social media are like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> exactly. Paper Mario, the Origami King, had no, it wasn't in a direct. That's it right. It was announced on Twitter. Right. A, a random, like a random Tuesday. It was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Very strange.
0: Yeah. Maybe maybe they they are, they sometimes with some of these major titles, they do feel a little bit of that um, push and pull of like, we need to be able to release something. They can't just like do whatever they do, like two or three directs a year. It doesn't always make business sense to wait that long to announce stuff or to release stuff for that matter. Because generally they like to announce things before they release it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're smart um it just it's i guess the the thing that i was thinking about is like it's unfortunate that there is so much lead up and maybe it's just me personally that i'm like you know i have this amount of expectation for what i'm gonna see or what i hope to see so the amount of time between directs is like that's so long (laughs) to hear about stuff but maybe that's just how games are i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah I mean, I, I, part of me thinks Nintendo does the things that they do because they have that reputation for being so unpredictable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just when you think you understand them, they they do something you don't is that comes out of left field yeah. like every time. <laughs> and it's like I think they're aware of that and they want to keep that persona, which is why they're like, you know what, just drop this game on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, just uh, put go. this put this big Metro game in the sizzle reel. <laughs> why not? <laughs> If you, if you uh,
0: got up to get a snack, you missed it. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Every now and again, Nintendo's famous for uh, the just one more thing at the end of these directs, right? Yeah. Every now and again, they just don't do a one more thing. It just ends. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they do it to, to make you happy. Sometimes they do it to frustrate you. And I think they do it on purpose every time. I will say, I'm kind of excited about the era of the Switch that we're in because we have all the big games that people would want, right? We really do. Um, sans... Sans, F Zero and Star Fox, we have all of Nintendo's big franchises that they that they, um, you know, cater to. Yep. So all the stuff that we get now is sort of the more niche, uh, stuff that maybe we don't expect to get because it's niche. This Paper Mario thing, like, there's a reason we didn't get this in the first six years of the Switch's life. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned from that that uh, announcement, and then reading through all the replies in the comment section on Twitter, um there were two types of people. The diehard fans like myself who adore that franchise more than any other and then the people who never played it and there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, one, I'm very excited because now for me, this game is going to get a whole new uh, chance for people to love it and understand why those games are so good and uh, anything else that comes down the pipeline uh, could be the same for somebody else. Right. (laughs) Uh, I know Battalion Wars is a great example. Uh, Kind of a niche game. Came very late in the Switch's life. Uh, the people who love it, love it. A lot of people don't even know
0: what it is. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't so, even know if I know what it is. <laughs> that's, there you go. It was a
1: very, it was a tactical, uh, tactical RPG on the, on the Game Boy. And, uh, made by Nintendo. And then they remastered it. And it's like, nobody saw that coming. Uh, so the people who really love that, really love that. Yeah. And, uh, it gives other people
0: a chance to try it. So... And clearly, even this late in the life cycle, we are not starved for choice. Like, I, I as no. much as I, like, I'm kind of sad or criticize how often directs don't necessarily cater to what I want. <laughs> I'm only one guy. Uh, I do feel like, you know, they've, they're not slowing down. They uh, They're not just like... Okay, well, now here's the DVD bargain bin. That's all you get. You have to wait a year before a next console that we haven't told you exists yet. Uh, <laughs> they really are, like, no, releasing exactly. solid stuff, even this late in the life cycle. If, if they're still wanting... Like, I mean, Switch is the... I don't want to <laughs> say for sure, but I'm pretty it's, sure... It's, it's almost. The highest... Almost selling, the best-selling console of all time. Yeah, of. it's... Almost. It's very... Yeah, they really have... They have all the reasons to be like, all right, so we succeeded at that, let's move on to the next one. But that they're not really doing that. They're like sticking to it. They are honestly, I would say, if there's people that don't have a Switch now, they continue to release brand new games that would be perfect reasons for someone to onboard, to be like, oh, I never had a Nintendo. Maybe this is the game to do it, you know? Like... <laughs> They just keep releasing it's bangers. Like, it's, it is it is surprising me. I mean, I mean that's me. Not, let's, not,
1: let's not sing their praise too much. They've released some duds. Oh. I mean, some of those Kirby <laughs> games were just, who who cares? I'm
0: not saying you everything, <laughs> but, like, the fact that even now we're still talking about, you know, Metroid Prime Remastered and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, that they're, like, announcing almost a year in advance or something. Like, I don't remember exactly when they said it was coming out, but like they're not slowing down. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I really think they're, they want to keep up the momentum, even despite the fact that they're probably working on the next console and are going to want to, you know, try and translate some of that into, well, here's the next one or whatever. Like, I don't know. Oh, see, now this is why I think
1: the next thing Nintendo does will be um, essentially a Switch 2 because the Switch is not only v- v- Nintendo's best-selling console they've ever done. It is uh its trajectory is on track to beating the PS2, which is the greatest <laughs> selling console of all time. And by the end of this generation, uh it's going to pass it. Yeah. So, once that happens, it's like the Nintendo has kind of reclaimed their place um within the gaming industry as kind of top dog. And they would be a little silly to throw away the whole concept of the Switch for a new thing. Um when this was so successful. Now, yeah. I know, I know, and I won't get too into this. This could be a whole other topic for another <laughs> day. Um, I know that they thought that with the Wii and the Wii U, and then the Wii U failed. But the problem with that was, it wasn't that the Wii U wasn't a good idea, is that nobody understood that the Wii U was its own thing because of the marketing and the branding. It had good games. Yeah. Uh, hence why they all got ported to Switch. <laughs> but right. uh, nobody, nobody, I was actually just talking to my girlfriend about this, Uh, And it kind of came up a conversation that when she was younger, uh, their parents bought a Wii U thinking it was like another controller for the Wii. And then they found out it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) And don't blame them for that. Like, honestly. (laughs) Me neither. The branding made no sense, especially because there were so many uh, just crap accessories for the Wii to use as a controller. (laughs) Here's a gun. Here's a sword. Here's a guitar. Here's a. Just a million different use a, a jog strap. You put your Wii mode in it. Use a jog strap. Put your Wii mode in it. It's like nobody understood the Wii U gamepad was a, a whole new console, especially with this. It had the same name. Like, yeah, that was weird. That's why the Wii failed. And So the Switch 2, uh, they were not wrong to do what they did by continuing what the Wii was because it was so successful. They should do that again. Just make it clear that the Switch 2 is a new thing.
0: Like, it's. Yeah, I'm really hoping they. They don't call it a Switch 2. I would love if it has a, a completely unique name that makes it stand apart in some way. Yes. I mean, obviously I'm not a marketing expert, but like I, as much as they, I do really hope that they'll have the backwards compatibility and be able to not shut out your customers and say, yeah, you bought all these games while well, you have to buy them again. You know, <laughs> I still feel like it would make the most sense if they were to have it, have this console with its own identity, even if it's very much still like the, you know, the the hybrid model of, like, portable and in docked mode, like, whatever. Well, I think I think it needs to have that feature. I
1: think uh, now that they've blended their handheld market with their console market, you can't really go back now. No. Like, that is, that is what you've done. <laughs> so, like, whatever the next thing is, it needs to be exactly what this thing is with something new. That isn't just a gimmick, right? Because the selling point of the Switches, is, Nintendo's is always about gimmicks, and uh, the thing about the Switch was it was a practical gimmick, not just a stupid, not a stupid gimmick. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, they need another practical gimmick, practical gimmick to add to what's already here that will sell people on why they need the next one and not just keep the regular Switch that we have now.
0: Yeah. Well, and to be honest, based on the success of the Switch, I'm pretty confident that they have it they've had they have it in the bag they just they just need to release it
1: <laughs> I'm very curious what's gonna be cause to be honest with you every time I think about it I I don't know what they'll add to it to make it different enough to warrant buying it right um other than new great games
0: yep but hey based on the our uh, typical release schedule our next episode will probably be once that has been released so <laughs> quite likely yeah Tune in next time when the PlayStation
1: (laughs) Nintendo drops. (laughs) They're bringing it back, folks. (laughs) You didn't know it existed. Merger of the century.